people of Earth. We have come to upgrade your cosmic consciousness. DNA activation ready. In three, two, one. Hi, welcome to Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. I'm Lou Quinto. And I'm Craig Anderson. Today in our episode, we're going to have a part two of an episode that we did last week. And we did it on attributes to become an effective leader. And in that episode, we talked about having a better mindset. We talked about emotional intelligence. And we also covered an area on transitioning to a new leadership position. Today in our episode, we're going to continue and we're going to talk about three areas. The first area we're going to talk about is coaching. The second area that we'll be talking about is feedback, which by the way, Craig, if you're coaching, giving feedback is very good. Maybe we should reverse those two. And then the last one is decision-making. And so why don't we go ahead with the very first one and let's talk about coaching. So Craig, as an executive coach, talk to me about coaching. Sure. It's what I love about talking about executive coaching is how few leaders and managers think it's their job to do executive coaching. They think their job's accountability. They think their job is hitting their numbers, but what they don't realize is there's such a critical part of that job that is coaching and developing your team rather than it's so much easier to take somebody who's maybe, maybe they're a B player in your organization and coach them up to an A player than to go out and find yet another person to come into your organization. It takes so much work to bring other people in. It makes sense to coach and develop your own team members. So things like, and again, this goes back to something we talked about last week. So little of this stuff is taught in business school. It's really just astonishing when you think about it, but it keeps us in work, so hey. Uh, But giving timely feedback and delivering honest feedback and hard feedback but doing it in such a way that's not completely demotivating for the individual, right? It's, it's okay, not just beating them down. Let's unpack that one. Sure. Giving feedback, but not feedback that is going to pull somebody down, lift somebody up. I mean, don't, wouldn't you say both are very important? I think both are. And I, you know, I think it's the, I believe it's the difference between, you know, I can't believe you're, you can't figure out how to do this job. What are you stupid? <laughs> <laughs> which would be bad management just if we have to clarify did you did you know my father <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's but it's it's so true it's you can there's a way to give the feedback say look i've noticed that you've doing doing this it's not the right way to do it let me show you how you can do this better and i believe you have the capability to do this at an exceptional level and that's probably that's kind of the gist i wouldn't put it that way but that's the idea of it right it's it's corrective but then also, you know, expressing the confidence that you have in that individual to actually do the role that you asked him to right. do. Do, do, you, do, you, do you believe when it comes to feedback in the old adage of start with the positive feedback first and then go ahead and deliver the, I'll call it bad news? Oh, no, the feedback sandwich. I'll give you a little yeah. boost, then I'll kick you in the teeth, then I'll give you a little boost. No, everybody knows, right? If you're going to have that conversation, if you talk to people, most people are like, just tell me. Don't leave me, you know, if you start telling me all this good stuff, but you look like you're ready to drop a bomb, just drop the bomb, right? And then move forward. I think those are just those cute little tricks that people think, oh, this will help people. No, it doesn't. Just tell them the thing and do it in a respectful way. How is that hard? Yeah, that, yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. But I think going back to your, your original statement, many people don't realize that part of their job 
is coaching the people that report to them, not only coaching them to do their jobs better, but also to coach them to eventually replace you in that management position so that you can move on higher up in the organization as opposed to just if you leave, there's a, there's a vacuum there and then the organization gets stymied because there's not a good leader to really move into that position. So that coaching, but it goes back to what you and I have talked about in several episodes and that is coaching is not part of a person's job description. I very seldom do I look at a job description and I see coaching your employees in the job description. As you said, it's about numbers. Hit your numbers, make sure you you know this the projects are being done, you're staying within budget. It's all a numbers game. But yeah, when it comes to coaching, it needs to be it needs to be as important as the productivity numbers that you're dealing right. with. So, which brings us into the in, into the next area, and we talked a little bit about it, and that's the feedback area. Uh, and I'll just go ahead and start to maybe transition off of what the feedback that we talked about in coaching, and that is it, when it comes to the feedback part of it, we need to constantly be giving people feedback. And I know some people, I don't have time to give feedback, but people want to be recognized in the moment when they do something right and when they do something wrong, as opposed to leaving all of that feedback, like many organizations foster, to that annual review. And 12 months later, I'm hearing about what a great job I did in February, or worse yet, about how I really messed up in February. And here it is, December, and now you're just telling me about it. And I know we've talked about this also, is that feedback for the next generation of leaders coming in needs to be much more consistent and constant. And you're going to find that the millennials and now the the, the Zoomer generation that is entering the workforce this year, because I think they're graduating from college, they want feedback regularly and they want it often because that's what we as parents have provided them their entire life. And so when they get into the workplace, that's a motivator for them. And we need to, as a leader, and we need to understand that. Yeah, you you noted something I think that's important is a lot of people think feedback, oh, I have to give them feedback when they do something wrong. But it's also the feedback when you do something right. And the timeliness of it, I think, is a crucial factor. Catch people doing things right, which you said a lot of times in different times we've covered this. I'll never forget the the boss or leader, the boss I had, you know, as we're walking into an appointment, decides to give me feedback on something from a month ago that was negative. Boy, but that, Boy, that did really I crush that, that sales call. Into, yeah, that, that, yeah, that turned that meeting into a positive meeting, didn't yeah. it? No, and you know, I did have one boss who used to say, you know, problems don't age well. And right. you know, the negative feedback in a timely manner is important, and the positive feedback in a timely manner is important. Catch people doing the right things. Right. And that is really the essence of it. And catch them doing the wrong things and do it in a way that's, you know, we're not here to beat people up. That's not really our role. Yeah, but the feedback so. has to be in the moment. It's yep, like absolutely. it's like playing playing a sports game. When you come off on the sideline, the coach tells you right then and there what you did right or what you did wrong. And this way you learn from that immediately as opposed to a week later or even a day later because you've gone on to other things and you don't remember it exactly. But if, if as a leader you can catch somebody right in the moment and either redirect them or push them forward even faster because they're doing mm-hmm. things right, you're going to get better progress that way. 
So it's all about making decisions, which is a great transition into decision-making as an attribute to become a more effective leader. And I know we've probably done at least six or seven of our episodes have dealt with decision-making in some way or another. But there's no question about decision-making needing to be an important attribute for a leader because you're the person that has to say yes or no, go, no go. And you need to be able to make decisions in a very timely fashion. But again, you can't make just fast decisions and flip a coin and, okay, I'm going to, yes, we're going to do that. And 50% chances I'll be right. And 50% chances I'll be wrong. And what you find out is that you're ending up going with your feelings as opposed to the data that's presented to you. And so I think it's very, in fact, I won't even say I think, I believe it's very important for an individual who's going to be a leader to become the best decision maker that they can be. To be able to look at a situation, identify your criteria, gather your data, identify your alternatives, and then quickly narrow things down using the data that you've gathered based upon your list of criteria so that this way you don't end up drowning in that sea of data. You are looking at data that specifically deals with the decision that you have to make at the current time. That's going to help up speed up your decision making. So Rick, what, give, give me some feedback. <laughs> I don't know about feedback, but you're right. We've covered this on decision-making several times through critical thinking discussions, decision-making discussions, a lot of areas. What I'll pull back from that or take from that is these, that this list even has to exist underlies the importance of why you have to cover these things so often. And decision-making is really about, as you said, building the framework for making decisions, deciding, you know, knowing who is the decision-maker on a given topic. So when it's done, it's final. Uh, and timeliness, right? There, you can't have perfect information. And I know we differ on this. You take the information you have, you go with your gut, you make the call, which I know you, you know, but, and I think that's pieces of it is you won't always have perfect information. And we've talked about that in, in terms yeah. of kind of the COVID thing, right? There, you may take the best information you have at the time, you make the decision. And then right. as you progress, you say, okay, let's look at what's gone right, what's wrong, where do we need to adjust? Right. And that's the key part to me of decision-making is knowing when you've made the wrong decision and pivoting back to where you need to go. Those are or, important pieces yeah, of it as well. Or immediately fixing what you broke as opposed to falling into you know, the, the sunken cost fallacy, which is digging your heels in and sticking with that one decision and investing more effort and resources and time to try to prove that you were right with that decision. You need mm -hmm. to cut the cord and go, we were wrong, I was wrong, and you need to fix what you broke and move on from there. But I've seen in so many organizations where leaders will want to, because of their ego, they'll want to prove they're right. And they will invest more time and resources into something that everybody else on the team is going, this ain't working. And yeah. the leader goes, no, let's just, let's give it another week. Let's give it another month. Let, let's put Bob and, and Sarah on the project because they've got some experience here. And now we're wasting more resources on those particular things. And again, that goes back to you, you, uh, the, the discussion that you and I always have about fact versus a gut and opinion is sometimes you just got to go with the fact ain't working. Let's move on from there. Yeah. So, I, I, I remember in an organization I was in where I came in, I was new, I'm looking at all the things and I'm going, 
you know, we're like a million dollars into this. What? And it was clear it was a dud. Right. And I said, we're going to kill this. And everybody looked at me like I had a third eye. Like, we've spent a million dollars. I'm like, well, are we going to spend two and just make <laughs> <Yeah>. it worse? <laughs> and, <laughs> I think, in the same situation we were. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, you're right. The sunken cost, I don't, don't think of it as a sunken cost fallacy, but you can't just say, well, we've spent a lot of money. Let's spend more. That's just right. a bad way to go. So I'm sorry. I cut you off because you were going no, to take away. No, no. But, but I had I, a story, Lou. The sad, part, the sad part about it is so many organizations and leaders do that. They don't. They feel that they'll be losing on the investment if they if they stop what they're doing to to say that this was a bad decision. And to your point, let's invest another million dollars and see if it'll work. And now you're at two million dollars and it doesn't work. So anyway, what are your key takeaways from today, Craig? In our last second fulfillment here of the attributes for part two. Yeah, part, part two. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll reiterate what I said from last week, which is it's so these all seem so obvious, right. but clearly if you have to teach them so hard and we keep covering them so much is they constantly need reinforcement and skill building on all these things for people to be successful. What yeah. I took a lot away from today was our discussion around feedback and the importance of the timeliness of it, both positive and negative and delivering it in a way that's constructive for all parties concerned. I think that was my big takeaway today. Yeah, yeah. My, my key takeaway on this is, again, going back to what the title of the episode is, Attributes for an Effective Leader. Coaching. Coach your people. We don't do enough of that. We spend more time worrying about the numbers. And then if the numbers aren't there, we get into the weeds to try to make the numbers. And what ends up happening is people then think, I'm the one that's always going to jump in at the last minute and I'm going to save the day. And that's not what we want. I truly believe that if you spend a good amount of time coaching your people, the numbers will take care of themselves because you are entrusting the people, you're giving them the skills that they need to meet those numbers. But if you aren't coaching, then you're going to find yourself at the end of the quarter, at the end of the year, trying to make those numbers real quickly. And you're the one who's going to be putting in the most effort to be able to do that. But if you do it on a regular basis from the beginning of the year and you're coaching your people, the numbers will happen. You don't have to worry about that. That's my biggest key takeaway in all of this. Attribute for a good leader, be a good coach. Perfect. So take us home, Craig. All right. Well, thank you for joining us uh, for today's episode of Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership, where we talked about effective leadership. Uh, it was a great topic and our first two-parter. So we'll have a little two-parter celebration after this. Uh, <laughs> if you enjoyed today's episode, please like it, share it with your friends, share it with people who you know in your organization or outside who need to be better leaders and better coaches. And uh, subscribe so you always get the alert when we go live with these every Thursday. We're also on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Just put a plug into the search area, Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. All of our stuff's out there, so you don't have to look at our beautiful faces while you listen to our content, or if you actually are driving somewhere, which I don't know that many people are going to work yet, but if you're driving somewhere, you can listen to it while you're driving. So until next time, I'm Craig Anderson. And keep your hands washed. Keep your distance. I'm Lou Quinto.